It's just past 11 o'clock, and it's time for the WIP Mystery Theater. Why don't you join us? Just sit back and relax, if you can. us there's no new thing under the sun. Long before medical science discovered quinine, primitive peoples knew that fever could be brought down by chewing the bark of certain trees. They were also aware of the curative properties in various roots and herbs. The cesarean operation was named after Julius Caesar, because that's how he was born. Yes, we can say there's really nothing new, except perhaps a variation on that which has been forgotten long, long ago. Look at this thing, Ballard. It's an iron spearhead. So? This piece of iron, smelted by a primitive people, is harder than any metal we know in our own 20th century. No, I don't believe it. They have a certain formula. It could revolutionize the technology of the world. I don't believe that either. It could be yours for a million dollars. Our mystery drama, The Magic Dust, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Whether you need a Christmas gift for someone who enjoys gourmet cooking or late-night snacking, you're sure to find it in the wide selection of gift appliances available at True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to suggest you give the versatile Oster Kitchen Center, including mixer, food grinder, dough hooks, blender, and more, to cut big kitchen chores down to size. Then for quick meals and snacks, choose the Oster Hot and Toasty Grill that cooks four sandwiches in minutes. You'll find them at participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers. And say that Pat Summerall sent you. Irene, you just dropped a day's pay in dishes. Yeah, and strained my back besides. Oh, no. Look, leave that mess there while I get some Jones pills. You've got some here? In my purse. Lifting trays like we do, I always keep Jones pills with me. Good advice. Dones pills for temporary relief of simple backache pain due to overexertion, stress, or strain. Use only as directed. Irene, you finished the shift. Because Dones pills were on the job. They really work. Mommy, Mommy, I cut my hair. Oh, no. Oh, what should I do? Oh, Mommy, I'm bleeding. Can you stop the bleeding? Can you clean a wound properly? What if he stops breathing? What if his heart stops, too? How do you handle an emergency at home? Many of us panic when prompt action may be needed to save a life. If you'd like to learn what to do and how to do it before you're faced with an emergency, contact Red Cross. We'll help you learn how to prevent accidents. We'll teach you first aid, Red Cross CPR, family health and home care. Countless lives have been saved through safety and health care skills learned through Red Cross courses. And because of these skills, millions of Americans live safer, happier, healthier lives. Learn how to take better care of yourself and your family. Call Red Cross. We'll help. Will you? Man has always placed a premium on precious metals. Gold, silver, platinum. But why should gold, silver, and platinum really be valuable? They're not nearly as useful as, say, iron, zinc, or tin. There is actually no satisfactory answer to this question. What it all comes down to is this. They are valuable because they are valuable. Period. And people will kill for them. Not just individual people, but entire nations. In today's high-technology society, other metals are becoming valuable. Dangerously valuable. Some of them are metals you may never have heard of. 
Ellsworth! Ellsworth! Yes, sir. Uh, let me shut this off. Huh, you're back from Europe, Mr. Ballard. Obviously. What are you doing? I'm conducting stress tests, Mr. Ballard. Yeah, I can see that. On what? Well, this metal will be part of an airframe. Uh, it's taken the equivalent of thousands of hours of constant flight. And uh, the results? Well, there isn't the first sign of metal fatigue. What did you treat it with, Ellsworth? Aspinate. Is that what you've been using? Well, you see the results. It's miraculous. I believe I've come up with just the right balance. Should I fire you now or later? Fire me? After what I've just discovered? What did you discover, you fool? That aspinate retards metal fatigue. We always knew that. Well, theoretically, but in my form... You don't freelance in this company. You're part of a cooperative team. You exchange information. You check each other. Pool your knowledge. But I... You thought you could come up with something and grab all the credit for yourself, right? Mr. Ballard, I don't need this abuse. I know what I've got. And if you don't want it, I can go elsewhere. Good luck. You mean you're going to let me walk out of here with a discovery I made on your time, with your facilities and I your money? I certainly am. And then you'll really make a discovery. Nobody will want it. Why not? Because you're dealing with the most expensive mineral in the world to produce. Yes, but it could double, even triple the lifespan Even of... allowing for that. Mr. Ballard, with research... Everybody knows about asphenate. They call it the, the miracle mineral. Because it's a miracle if you can refine a ton of it for under a million dollars. So, for all practical purposes, what did you do? You reinvented the wheel. think so. Hey, everybody's got to have a favorite. What do you want me to play? Oh, whatever you like. Uh, what songs do you know? Oh, I'd say I know at least a thousand. Well, just pick one at random. Am I bothering you? Well, uh... I'm supposed to chit-chat with the customers and you're the only one in the place. I, uh, lost my job today. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, let's see... Do I know a special song for somebody who's just been fired? Mm, I wasn't exactly fired. No? No, but the handwriting's on the wall. You could say I was uh, weighed in the balance and found wanting. <laughs> Why did I do it? Why'd you do what? Oh, something stupid. Everybody does something stupid now and then. Yeah, but this was self-destructive. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's a metal called asphenate. I never heard of it. Well, the average person, I'll wager, has never heard of most of the metals. That's so. Well, there's iron, copper, tin, um... Ah, nickel. I guess I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, gold and silver. What else? Well, how about promethium? Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, protractinum and uh, samarium, tantalum, thermium. That could make a pretty good song. But asphenate... How do you know so much about it? I'm a metallurgist. Uh, that could change our industrial society. Oh, for the better? Oh, of course. How can you even ask such a question? Well, it never hurts to ask. Well, the problem is it costs a fortune to produce. It does? So it's economically impossible. Well, better luck next time. What made me run those experiments? I mean, what was I thinking about? Why did I completely overlook the economic factors? Why? Are you asking me? Well, I have to ask somebody. Why don't you go to a shrink? I've been to one. All I want to talk about is my childhood. Well, maybe that's where the answer is. Well, why should I want to relive my childhood? It was unhappy enough the first time. Oh, why? You sure you want to hear the story of my life? Shouldn't you be playing the piano? I'll give you a little obligato. You know what I'd like to hear? Name it. A Strauss waltz. Which one? <laughs> Anyone. It doesn't matter. Well, how about... Yeah, okay. Why did you ask to hear this? I don't know. 
Today there's so much I don't know. Why did I commit to those experiments with Aspenate when I should have realized it was a practical impossibility? Couldn't I see I was only proposing to cut my own throat? Maybe you have a death wish. Well, there must be a reason. I'm not stupid. I'm not impractical. What was the reason? Well, let's see. You said you managed to make it through your childhood and into college. Did things get better there? Yes, yes, yes. Because at school, I could lose myself in study. And I did. I discovered science. Oh, uh, you've been playing, um... Yes, I've been playing... Um, uh, what's your name? Diane. Diane, what were you playing? Vienna Life. I've heard it before. Where? You could have heard it anywhere. In a movie, theater. No, I don't go to those places. I, I don't have the time, but... I heard that song. I know I did. Well, if you don't listen to music, then why did you ask me to play a Viennese waltz? I don't know. Are you Viennese? Uh, no. Were you ever in love with a Viennese girl? Mm, I was never in love with anyone. Ooh, why not? Don't have the time. You don't seem to have time for very much, do you? Still, why did I ask to hear a Viennese waltz? Did you ever know anyone from Vienna? No. Wait. Yes. I did. Who? Francesca Platic. I knew it. Dig deep enough and you'll always find a girl. Oh, she wasn't a girl. Francesca Platic wasn't a girl? Well, she was a woman. Oh, it's even better. A professor of anthropology. Yes. Yes, I had to take a course in anthropology in order to graduate. It was a small class, and sometimes I'd go to her apartment. Oh, then you did have a romance. No, no, no. The, the, the class would meet in her apartment. Oh. Was she pretty? Well, she was an old lady. How old? Well, maybe she wasn't an old lady. It's just that uh, when you're 20, a woman who's uh, 40... Anyhow, she was very plain, but she was very pleasant. And very Viennese. And after the lecture, she'd serve coffee and soccer torten. Oh, I can taste them now. And one day, I remember, she asked me to stay after everyone else had gone. I remember that day very well now. It was when I was a senior. Back in college. Shall you have another cup of coffee, Mr. Ezra? Thank you, Professor Plaitick. And uh, help yourself to another torch. Oh, thank you again. You are wondering why I asked you to stay, hmm? Um, yes, Professor. You do not care for my course. Anthropology, it bores you, no? Well, I, I guess I'm just not interested. It is the study of primitive man and his culture. Well, the truth is, I guess, I just don't care about primitive man. I'd rather study about modern things. You are a scientist, no? Well, I hope to be one. I see by your card that you hope to specialize in uh, metallurgy. Yes, Professor. You may be interested, then, in the Colossus. No. A West African people. Do you know why? No, Professor. They were, uh, they are, a small tribe, but they were never conquered. Do you know why? No, ma'am. The superior quality of their iron weapons. Oh. Should this not be of interest to you as a metallurgist? Well, yes. Somehow they had learned to, I suppose you could say, fortify their iron spear points with a metallic ore called astinate. You have heard of it? Yes, I think so. And now then, I have been told that this ore is fantastically difficult and fabulously expensive to refine. And yet this tribe, which had just entered the Iron Age, has discovered a technique. Are you uh, sure of this, Professor? 
I make this claim from observation at first hand. You mean you were there? Oh, yes. You see, the refining of the ore, it is done as part of a secret religious ceremony. Religious? Oh, yes. They call it the magic dust. And no outsider is permitted to witness. But weren't you an outsider? Oh, no. I asked for and was granted permission to join the tribe. And so I learned the secret. The secret of the magic dust. Ah, you, you, you see this spear? It is fashioned of iron and treated with the magic dust. There is nothing as hard, as strong as this in our modern technology. I, uh... Modern science has been unable to construct anything as durable. You don't believe it. No, I didn't believe it. How could I believe it? So I forgot about it. Or I thought I did. It was 20 years ago. But it stayed with me. In my subconscious. Maybe without knowing it in that time, I did come to believe it. And that's why I committed myself to the Asphonate. Because I knew there was an answer, a way to refine it. Well, all I can say is you can thank old Johann Strauss. Do you realize what this means? Oh, sure. You're going to make a bundle. Oh, I, I don't care about the money. This could mean tremendous things for the economy. Well, you just make sure you get yours. Hey, is there a phone in this place? Oh, uh, I see it. Excuse me. Hello? Mr. Ballard, this is Joe Ellsworth. Do you know what time it is? Mr. Ballard. I've just about made up my mind to fire you, and this isn't helping. You must listen to me. Why? I have to talk to you. Well, see me in the office. Oh, it can't wait. Why not? I found it. Well, what did you find? The dust. The magic dust. Are you crazy? I'll be at your house in 20 minutes. The magic dust. It sounds like a hustle, a scam, a flimflam. But don't we have all this on the authority of a highly respected college professor of anthropology? Well, you never know. And besides, who says it isn't possible? In this world of ours, can't and doesn't anything happen? The second act will happen shortly. I think the reason that people put their hands over their mouths when they smile is they're embarrassed by their tobacco-stained teeth. I mean, I was embarrassed until I switched to Topol. Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish is a combination of polishing agents and a rich foaming cleanser, especially formulated to help remove ugly yellow tobacco stains. Yet laboratory research has proven Topol cleans gently enough to be used every day instead of regular toothpaste. Topol gave me back my smile. Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish, mint or fluoride.
truth, the truth. We must endure the consequences, which is why so few people actively pursue it. After all, why search after truth? If it turns out you may not like it once you find it. Indeed, you may not even recognize it. The problem is age-old and quite familiar. And what is the truth? We shall have some wrestling with this as our story continues. The long and short of what you're telling me, Ellsworth, is that this woman knows how to refine asphenase. Well, she said she did. Now, what's this tribe again? The Colossus, or something like that, of West Africa. And they have iron spear points that are harder than anything ever made. Well, that's what she told me. Well, how does she know? They're treated with this uh, magic dust, which we know is the ore of asphenase. Oh, never mind all that. How can we find out? Where can we get a colossal spear point? Oh, I, I don't know that, but uh, she has one. Oh, that is, she did. Well, then get it. But I haven't seen her in 20 years. I don't even know if she's still alive. I said get it. But why should she let me have it? Make up a story. How, how can I... If you can't come in with that spear point, Ellsworth, don't bother to come in at all. remember you, Mr. Ellsworth. Uh, some coffee. And I recall you used to love this tartan. Oh, thank you. And a little music. So, what have you been doing with yourself? I, uh, I did become a metallurgist. Good. It is not everyone who can realize a youthful dream. Dream? Well, sometimes it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh. Professor Plantic, I'll come right to the point. Um, that is, the spear point. <laughs> yes? Do you suppose I could borrow it? Uh, the Colossus Spear? Oh? But why? In the interests of science. How? You say that uh, it had been treated with the magic dust... You remember. Mm -hmm. So therefore it's uh, stronger and more durable than anything that had ever been created by modern science? You remember that too. Well, that idea, yes. It had always, uh, I suppose you might say, it, uh, it had haunted me. Really? And so I wonder, would you allow me to test your theory? My good Mr. Ellsworth, it is not a theory. It is a fact. Professor, a theory cannot become a fact until it is tested. And uh, what do you propose to do? Well, I would subject it to various stresses and uh, determine just how it responds. Oh, you would destroy it. Oh, no, 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 no. Merely prove that it is what you claim that it is. But I need no proof. I believe it. Why? Because I am a true believer. All right. Then how would you like to make a true believer out of me? <laughs> well, why not? Why not indeed? Ellsworth! Ellsworth! Yes, Mr. Ballard. How's it coming? Look at this. Look at it. It's impossible. Maybe it's impossible, but it's true. This chunk of iron, this primitive spearhead... It cannot have taken this much punishment, this much stress, this much heat. You have the evidence of your own eyes. All right, all right, I'm convinced. I'm a believer. This woman, this Professor Francesca Playtech, she knows a way to refine asphenate? Yes, sir. Well, then find out what it is. Oh, find out? Well, how? It's a secret. Offer her money. Oh, I don't think she'd take any. I'm not out to cheat her. There's enough here for everybody. Yes, but this is a religious... Ellsworth, you'd be surprised at how much religion you can buy for a million dollars. A million dollars? Uh-huh. And we'll go higher if we have to. I am afraid not. But, Professor... I have been sworn to secrecy. You have no idea what this could mean to society. Yes. But the beneficial effects are almost impossible to calculate. Really? Just think. Metals will last longer, which means we'll use less of them and thus conserve more of them. 
Not to mention the fuels needed to refine and transport and convert them. I mean, they'll be harder, safer, more efficient, more effective. Can you understand? Of course. The, um, uh, the magic dust, as you call it. This is the key. Evidently, your tribe, the Colossus, know of a cheap way to refine it. Yes. And you know it too, don't you? Yes. I know it. You won't be the loser. You can name your price. My price? Well, it could be worth millions to you. Millions? Mr. Ballard is offering you a blank check. Tell me, Mr. Ellsworth, what would I do with millions? But the world, uh, the world needs this, uh, this magic dust. Name your price. The price, the price, my friend, is my life. Your life? You see, Mr. Ellsworth, I have been inducted into the Colossus. I am a sister. I have sworn never to tell anyone the secret or use it for my own purposes. If I were to give away the secret of the magic dust, I would die immediately. Die? How? Why? Because... I took my oath, and I invited the spirits of the ancient Colossa people to strike me down dead if I ever betrayed it. Well, how can you believe something like that, Professor? You're a modern 20th century woman, a, a professor of anthropology. All the more reason to believe it. Isn't there any way that I can convince you? No. But this is merely a formula. Yes, yes, I know. I wish that I could convince you of a... Another cup of coffee, Mr. Ellsworth. What do you mean she said no? She isn't interested. What kind of nonsense are you giving me? She turned it down. That's impossible. No rational, intelligent human being can say no to a million dollars. She did. I don't believe it. Mr. Ballard, there are those people who live in a world of their own and nothing else matters to them. What was I thinking of? Sending a boy on a man's errand. Where does this woman live? I can only say to you what I said to Mr. Ellsworth. No, Mr. Ballard. Did uh, Ellsworth tell you that price was no object? Money is not the issue. Money is always the issue. There is my honor. Honor is a commodity like anything else. It can be bought and sold. Then let us say I fear for my life. You mean this this mumbo-jumbo about being struck down by the avenging spirits of the Colossal people? It is not mumbo-jumbo. Madam, you, you, you have a formula, is that true? Yes, true. It can be reduced to a piece of paper. You have probably done that already. And what if I have? I want that piece of paper. In return for which I shall give you this piece of paper. You see what it says? Pay to the order of... You just fill in your name and the amount. My signature is already on it. My answer is no. Call the bank. Ask them. Ask them how much I'm good for. Shall you have another cup of coffee, Mr. Ballard? Now look here, Professor Playtech. I am sorry, Mr. Ballard, but this must be the end of it. Oh, no, Professor. Not the end. Just the beginning. Go see her again, Ellsworth. She simply won't discuss it, sir. You've met her. You know how she is. There has to be a way. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? No, sir. Well, I can think of a way. Well, what's that? There isn't any reason for you to know. Mr. Ballard, if you're thinking of... Of what? No, nothing. Nothing. Go back to the lab. Do something productive. Mr. Ballard, are you... Well? I have to check on some tests. Yeah, yeah, Frank Ballard. You told me that you, uh, 
You know some very reliable people? Yeah. Well, there's... There's something that I need. Well, look who's here. How'd you make out with a Viennese professor? Oh, all right. The old spark still there? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh, about what? I don't know. If something would have happened to her, I could never forgive myself. What could happen to her? Maybe I better warn her. Warn? No, I guess advise would be better. About what? That's what I'll do. Francesca Playtech lies on the floor. She's dead. In a little while, the police will be here. The coroner will note that she died of a heart attack brought on by extreme fright. The room has been ransacked, and it will probably become just another incident in the voluminous files of the police. But we need another act, and it should arrive shortly. He was a good cop. Too good for them. They tried to kill him and missed. Too bad for them. They took away his hearing. He lost his badge. Then his woman. And then, using his deafness as a silent partner, he vowed he would get them back. No matter what. See, Hear No Evil, the CBS TV Saturday night movie at 9, 8 Central and Mountain. Hear No Evil. Down to cure. Hi, this is Henry Winkler with a message from the Leukemia Society of America. Leukemia treatment and research has advanced encouragingly during the last 10 years. We are now able to stop the progress of this disease in many cases, especially children. But more than half of all leukemia occurs in persons over 60 years of age. Each year there are 23,000 new cases. So please support the Leukemia Society's countdown to a cure. It's a matter of time. Thank you. Hello, this is Max Moran. Do you have a sight problem that prevents you from reading? I've got good news for you about Choice Magazine Listening, a free service. Every other month, Choice Magazine Listening will send you free, on phonograph records, eight hours of selections from leading magazines featuring writers like William Styron, Joyce Carol Oates, John McPhee, Kurt Vonnegut, Art Buckwald, many others. So if you are blind or unable to read regular print, or if you know someone with this problem, write to Listening, Box 10. 
10, Port Washington, New York, 11050. We'll also tell you how to get the special record player provided free by the Library of Congress as part of its talking book program. So, write listening, Box 10, Port Washington, New York, 11050, or telephone 516-883-8280. That's 516-883-8280. A public service message on behalf of the nonprofit Lucerna Fund. to help her poor Ellsworth so he telephoned her in order to warn her but in so doing he woke her up from a sound sleep and that's when she noticed that there was a burglar in her room the burglar had no original intention to kill her we know why he was there and what he was looking for just think if Ellsworth hadn't called her to warn her she would have slept through the attempted burglary and perhaps she would still be alive. But that's why we have stories. She's dead. Yeah, I read about it in the paper. I understand some burglar... No, not just some burglar. A specific, a definite burglar. Oh, yeah? Who? You mean you don't know? How would I know? You didn't hire somebody to ransack her apartment? Well, why would I do that? To find the formula. Wait, what formula is this? The formula for the magic dust. And what is that? Aspinate. That rare and difficult to refine metal. How could you pretend? Now listen, listen, Eldridge. I don't know this magic dust or whatever it is, and you don't either. But we... I never heard of this Professor Francesca Plato. I told you about her. Well, I'll deny it. You went to see her. You can't prove it. Mr. Bauer... It was one of those... Unfortunate things. A very skillful and competent man was assigned to steal her papers. She was fast asleep. It was going very well. And then, do you know what happened? The telephone rang. The, the telephone? Somebody called her. At midnight. At midnight? Yes. And that woke her up. So she became hysterical. The fellow tried to shut her up, but... Well, what can you do? So then... That's the end of it. And you must have lots of work to do. Hey, can I talk to you? Sure. There's no one else uh, I can really say this to. Whatever it is, are you sure you can say it to me? I killed her. Who? Professor Francesca Platic. I knew he was going to hire somebody to ransack her apartment. Who was? My boss, Mr. Ballard. But why? No, to find the formula. The formula for the magic dust. The magic dust? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. What else? So I was a... I am. I'm a party to it. I'm... I'm an accessory. Don't you think? Do you want me to believe you? Yes. Okay. If I believe you... Then I have no choice but to call the police. Maybe that's all for the best. Why don't you go home and sleep it off? But I'm not drunk. Yeah, I see. That's the problem. I'm going to turn myself in. Where is he, Lieutenant? He insists that we hold him in a cell. Yes, it's my fault. I've been working him too hard lately. He's been under a great deal of pressure. Yeah. There's a connection between this poor murdered old lady, what was her name? Professor Playtech and Ellsworth. She used to be his teacher back in college many years ago. That's what he keeps saying. If you want to know what I think, the news of her sudden death must have shocked something in his mind. She taught anthropology, you know... Primitive people's magic formulae and whatnot. Do you actually believe that? I don't know. But it's as good a theory as, as anything else. Well, we can't keep him here indefinitely. My company will see to it that he gets the best of care. Hello, Ellsworth. Hello. You feeling better? No. I'll never feel better. Oh, come on now. And neither will you. But I don't feel bad at all. Well, you should. You killed her. 
The fact is, you killed her for nothing. No, I, I didn't kill her. Well, you had her killed. You keep telling this kind of ridiculous story, you see where it gets you. Into a sanitarium. You want to stay here for the rest of your life? You're responsible for her death. All right, that's enough. You're going to pay for it. You're not doing yourself any good. I'll find a way to make you pay for it. Here. Where have you been? Away. That little problem. Get it settled? Oh, sure. Everything going to be okay? I think so. What happened? Well, you showed me how to handle it. I did? When? Just now. Oh, yeah? I was listening to you play the piano. And that did it for you? Yeah. The song. How? Oh, if I told you, you'd really think I was a nut. I think you're a nut anyhow. Do you? Mm-hmm. Not a nice nut. Good night. I'll, uh, see you when I get back. Oh, from where? Africa. You? Hello, Mr. Ballard. Well, what are you doing here? I'm allowed out. May I come in? Well? What are we going to do about the magic dust? Well, what can we do about it? She's dead. But does the secret have to die with her? What do you suggest? Well, how did she find out about it? Oh, she was an anthropologist. She went into the field. Oh, wait a minute. Where, where, where is all this leading? To the Kalasa tribe near the west coast of Africa. Why don't we go there? For what for? Well, to discover the secret of the magic dust. How? I looked through my old school papers. I found the notes I took in my anthropology class. Listen. Oh, now, what is this nonsense? I spent time with the Kalasa tribe. This is Professor Platic speaking. I said to Chief Leoto, Chief, I would like to become a member of the tribe. And he said, then you must become my sister. And we shall have the ceremony when we burn the magic dust. You see that, Mr. Ballard? Well, what am I supposed to see? That is where and when they refine the asphanate, and all who join the tribe are told the secret. How would you like to become a member of the Kalasa tribe? Me? And learn how to refine the magic dust. You know what you're saying? Do you realize what that could mean to the company? Yes. But how, how could that be arranged? Pick up the telephone, Mr. Ballard. Have your secretary make arrangements for us to fly to West Africa. We have company branches along the way. Have a local manager arrange for us to travel to the territory of the Kalasa tribe. We can be in West Africa by the day after tomorrow. What's that? Drums? What kind of drums? Well, the guide told me the chief was being informed of our arrival. Hey, where is everybody? Our guide? They left us all the local help. You mean they've deserted us? No. And we're... we're in no danger. It's just that we are now in the Colossa country. So? Well, it's considered a place filled with, uh, magic and spirits and so forth. The country here must be rich in aspenate. Uh, the, the trick is uh, to know how to extract it. And that's what I'm going to find out. Hey, somebody's coming. Well, that must be the chief. All right, you're on your own, Mr. Ballard. Before it's too late, are you sure you want to go through with this? Why shouldn't I? Because once they teach you the secret, you're not allowed to betray it. The spirits of vengeance... Oh, please, please, spare me. You are... My name is Ballard. You have come here. Yes. Why? To bring the news of my sister's death. Your sister? She is also your sister. She is? She... She was Francesca. Francesca? Yes. And she's dead? How did she die? At the hands of a thief. Has he been brought to justice? Not yet. But he will. We shall ask the aid of the spirits of vengeance. 
Francesca was your sister by adoption. And she was my sister by... by blood. You and I, then, are brothers. We must become brothers. I have come for that purpose. You can still back out. Are you crazy? Now, now that I'm so close, I can taste it. Yes, but I'll make a confession. I tried to set you up for this. I had hoped you'd learn the secret. And then, when you tried to use it for yourself, you'd just fall down dead. What are you saying? To pay you back for her murder. But I can't go through with it, Ballard. Let's get out of here quickly. You should never have left the sanitarium. The secret will kill you. I'll see you later. Here is the place where the waters meet. The land that is rich in the magic dust. Here only the brother and sisterhood may meet. Here is where the dust is made. Here is how the dust is made. Light the fires. The great fires. You, Ballard, speak. Yes. You are about to become our brother. Speak. Swear. I swear by my life. I swear by my life. I shall never betray. And I shall never betray. The secret of the magic dust. The secret of the magic dust. This is the dust that forms the body and soul and spirit of the people. This is the spirit of our weapons. It must never be used for anything else. Save to make the colossus spear. Swear. I swear it shall never be used for anything else, save a colossal weapon. If I lie or break the faith, may the spirits of the colossal people take away the sight from my eyes, the breath from my mouth, and turn my heart to stone. I swear, see how it is made, my brother. See how the sand that is washed by these waters is added to soul. Yes, yes. Then ashes from the trees that are found on the bank. And now the fires. Are we ready? Is all the raw material here? Yes, but... Then the... I'll have to feed the formula into the computer. Don't, don't, Mr. Bell. At the moment you do that, the spirits of the colossal people will take vengeance. You are a hopeless nut. Now move aside. I have to punch this out. No. There we are. Now watch. Mr. Ballard, you cannot do that. Who says I cannot? I do. I am your sister. I have no sister. Who are you talking to? Can't you see? It's Francesca. She's standing right beside you. How could she be standing here? She's dead. You must not use the formula. Nonsense. Nonsense! Oh, the sight shall be gone from your eyes. The breath shall be taken from your mouth. That's nonsense. Mr. Ballard. And your heart shall turn to stone. I don't believe it. Shut down the computer. Never! Very well, Mr. Ballard. I, 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 I can't see you. What's wrong? I, I can't see. Stop the computer. I, I can't breathe. I can't. Mr. Ballard. Mr. Ballard. Poor Mr. Ballard. We could say he broke his word to the sacred brotherhood of the Colossal people. And the avenging spirits did him in. Or we could say that the prospect of making so much money was so exhilarating that his heart couldn't stand it. Depending on your own outlook, either way makes sense. I shall return shortly. Right 
now. Your participating White Westinghouse dealer is offering big cash refunds of up to $75 on selected dishwashers. Choose from under-counter and convertible models, all built with famous White Westinghouse quality. Plus, during his holiday festival, he's offering big savings on the full line of White Westinghouse appliances. So see him today. Cereal introduces Mr. Buster Crab, film actor and author of Buster Crab's arthritis exercise book. I wrote a book on relieving arthritis pain, and I recommend Icy Hot Cream in the tube. Rub it on. Icy Hot's penetrating warmth reaches way down inside to help relieve minor pain, while a feeling of coolness soothes your skin. I'm convinced that greaseless Icy Hot Cream will give you fast, effective relief that lasts for hours. Use only as directed. The past may be forgotten, but it never dies. And not just the human past with its fantastic network of memories, but the past of the Earth itself. Yes, within the waters, the rocks, the mountains and deserts, are the eternal secrets of earthquakes, floods, and other catastrophic upheavals. And these follow certain rules of logic that no human mind can ever hope to understand. Does a grain of sand, a droplet of dew, have a mind of its own? How can we answer that question? Our cast included Tony Roberts, Arnold Moss, and Evie Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Here's one of Laura's house slippers. I used it for comparison with plaster casts of footprints from the uh, murder scene. Splendid. Give it to me, please. Uh, it's, uh, it's all bloodstained. Much the better. Now, I go back to that night of April 3rd. Yes, I see it. What? I see the blood. Now, a face. Yes, I see long, black, curly hair, a very pale face, a sad, droopy mouth, pale blue eyes, almost white. It is the face of the murderer. Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. That, that sounds like Stevie Harris. He is your murderer. No way. Not, not Stevie. He, he, he couldn't kill anyone. Well, I've known Stevie since the day he was born. Yes, my dear Sheriff. But have you read the fellow's mind? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by White Westinghouse Appliance Company. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. This is Nat Brown. Stay tuned for the Dawn Patrol flight, where we'll be playing your songs all night long after the news. It's midnight. This is WIP, Metro Media Radio, in Philadelphia.